There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and you're alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I'm going to play football. coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. And welcome to the Steeler Final Score. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Along with me tonight, once again, is Tony DeFeo. Both of us are from behind the steel curtain, and we are celebrating, my friends. We are celebrating a 34-6 Pittsburgh Steeler victory in Houston, Texas this evening. The Pittsburgh Steelers have secured a first-round bye and are looking for a New Year's Eve miracle next week to get the overall seed. It is still a possibility, so a late Christmas gift could possibly be coming. We'll just see after that, but uh, after this, uh, this next slate of games in six days. But right now, there's nothing but celebrating. There's nothing but good feeling as the Steelers had a defining win and we are so glad to be celebrating tonight. And as always, I am glad to be celebrating with my friend, Tony DeFeo, from Behind the Still Curtain, the only man that has celebrations more intricate than Juju Smith-Schuster. Tony DeFeo, Merry Christmas. Actually, after, after that great build-up, I forgot to put on his mic. Tony DeFeo, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Brian. Uh... Good to be with you again after a, a very uh, impressive Steelers victory. Well, you know, you know, this has been a crazy season, and it was so nice to sit and watch a game where you really didn't worry at all. Um, with Jacksonville losing yesterday, you knew that uh, one win in the next two games was going to secure a first-round bye, and that's exactly what happened. Um, had a good feeling going into this game, but it's a road game. It's you, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know you're playing a wounded team, but they're playing at home, and you, you never know. Uh, they have firepower with a guy like Lamar Miller. They have have firepower with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so you know, I was a little bit worried, but like after that first drive, I'm thinking, okay, they've got this. They are 
who we think they are, and it made me feel pretty good. What is your knee-jerk reaction from today's game? It was very businesslike, very but After, like you said, the Jaguars lost yesterday. Uh, it could have been easy for them to sort of go, all right, well, we have, we have two games to get this one uh, victory to get the bye. And it's Christmas Day, and, and, and they could have had, like, a lack of focus. But, no, they were it – was, it was very impressive for this time of year. They, they, they knew they, what was at hand. They went in there. They took care of business. And they left no doubt, like you said, right from the very first drive or two. Ten nothing after the first two possessions, and that was pretty much it. Well, you know, that was pretty much it. And um, I know all of Steeler Nation's breathing a sigh of relief that everybody seems healthy. Um, everybody seems pretty good after this game. I know uh, um, T.J. Watt did go um, go into the blue tent for a little while, but uh, all indications seem that he's okay. Um, you have a nice break because the next meaningful games um, aren't until the weekend of January 13th and 14th, um, which, you know, it's still meaningful next week if you have a chance to get that bye. But uh, so they have the bye, excuse me, to get that uh, that home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Um, that's definitely a good thing, but also gives a chance to rest some guys. And I'm perfectly fine if they go with uh, Landry Jones, Stephen Ridley combination going into next week and uh, and limited action. I, I would not have a problem seeing more action from, uh, from guys like uh, DHB and uh, Justin Hunter next week as well. Um, I would be perfectly fine with that. Um, but uh, the games are at the same time next week, New England's game with the Jets and uh, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. So uh, with that being said, I just want to ask you, I have your knee-jerk reaction. Let's go ahead. Let's hand out game balls. I'd, if you could go ahead and start with your offensive game ball, let's see who you got. I'm going to go with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I thought he was uh, really efficient, 20 of 29, 226, two touchdowns. He looked like he was in command. They they ran a lot of um, uh, no huddle right from the very beginning, which I thought was pretty impressive. Since they they usually have trouble with that on the road, I just think he looks like he looks like a pretty focused quarterback right now. So he's definitely my. I'm going to give him my offensive game ball. I think that's a pretty good game ball. I am going to. Uh, I had uh, Ben on my list number one um, as well, but I'm going to uh, you know throw some. Uh, Props over to Juju Smith-Schuster. The guy just continues to impress, um, continues to come up big. Um, a lot of good honorable mentions as well. I mean, we can give honorable mention on offense to Vance McDonald, Eli Rogers for uh, um, since we're going to combine special teams and offense. Eli Rogers had a really nice special teams game. Martavis Bryant had a nice game. Le'Veon Bell, 4.9 yards per carry. He only had 14 carries, and he had 65 yards. He had a great game. Um, and he was also doing it as a receiver. So once again, you're looking at a guy like Le'Veon Bell, close to 100 yards for the game, um, 93 overall between uh, rushing and uh, receiving. So, you know, really well. I mean, just all around, I mean, you've got to give uh, Justin Hunter some props. I mean, his first touchdown, his, his first catch since October, I believe, and then uh, let's throw in Stephen Ridley. He hasn't played since October, and he comes in, and I know he averaged about 3.1, 3.2 yards per carry. Um, not anything amazing, but on nine carries, 28 yards, he, he looked half decent out there. And uh, that's something that uh, 
you know that you can have a running back that come, could come in and do well after the fact. So let's go to the defensive side of the ball, Tony. Well, I think this is going to be an easy one for me tonight. I'm going with Mike Hilton for three sacks from the cornerback spot. I, I don't can't remember the last time I, I, I saw that. I, one of our callers last week said he was ready to uh, buy his jersey. Oh, I think tonight clinched it. So, yeah. Uh, he, he you know just, what? What an impressive find. I'm, I'm, I wrote this in my knee-jerk article. I'm wondering, is that a record for sacks for a, uh, a defensive back in one game? I'm not sure, but it definitely took me back to the to the days of Carnell Lake and Rod Woodson. I mean, I I can't remember the last time I, I saw a DB do that. It, it was just really he really is a niche for that. He, I mean, he times it perfectly, and he's just really found a, a home in that secondary. And it's just a, a remarkable find after everything that went down with um with the I can't even think of his name now. The other the second round pick from from Old Miss that they oh Sexton Golson yeah Sexton Golson yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a remarkable. Uh, fined by them, and, and he's just really found a home and coming to his own for that defense this year. You know what? Um, something else about Mike Hilton, I remember around midseason um, looking at a stat uh, from Pro Football Focus that said he had the most rushes um, from the uh, the corner position from the defensive backfield um, in the entire league. He, uh, he was the guy who did it the most in the league, and uh, he Definitely has success. He, uh, it might not always be a sack, but then it's a tackle for a loss um, on a running back with him just just coming off the edge like that. I mean, just uh, and he comes in like a bullet. So I uh, I was all set to do that, but in my uh, in my grade article that uh, will run tomorrow, I went ahead and made it a tie um, because I see your three sacks for uh, for Mike Hilton and I. Uh, I match your three sacks with three from Cam Hayward. Um, I believe Absolutely. that the third one, which was a fumble, will also count as a sack. So, I mean, I thought he had a pretty pretty darn good game himself. Let's see. Was that officially a sack? Um, actually, they're only giving him two sacks on that. Um, they're only counting him two sacks for the game, but I thought he had a heck of a game too. And so uh, with this being the Christmas season, we could have two game balls. And so I'm going to throw one out to uh, Cam Hayward, um, the leader of that defense, with another fine game. Um, He had four tackles, three solo, two sacks, and uh, just a remarkable game overall. But uh, everybody's a winner here. Um, Also in that article that's going to run out tomorrow, there's really nobody that you can go ahead and put on the uh, detention list. The, probably the only thing that I would put on the detention list overall was uh, the rushing defense. Um, had some holes, but overall that was a pretty fine game all around, Tony. Yeah, and, and Cam might have only had two sacks, but even on the uh, the first sack that Hilton recorded, I think he Hayward and Tewitt put the pressure on T.J. Yates and forced him into Hilton almost. So, yeah, I mean, it was just a – he, for for somebody to have 12 sacks, which is what he has now, and not be in the Pro Bowl as a 3-4 defensive end, that's what they call a miscarriage of justice. But I'm pretty sure he'll be he'll be happy if he doesn't have to even worry about going being anywhere near Hawaii. Yeah, he's going to think about played. Minnesota. That's what we need him to think yeah. about this year. Right, yeah. So, I mean, I mean he's just ha- having a remarkable year. I think the game is in Orlando this year, if I'm not mistaken, or is it back in Hawaii? Oh. 
I don't know. They, they change, they've changed it so much. I don't even, I don't even know what, it, what, what the uh, premise well, is anymore. Warm weather or Minnesota, most of the time you're going to pick warm weather. But uh, this time of year we're going to Minnesota because it's going to be 2018, and that's where the Super Bowl is. So um, we are going to go to the phones. But first, before we do that, remember the show is sponsored by Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firm to call in western Pennsylvania and West Virginia and home to one of the nation's top 100-ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker for his PA office. Call 412-212-3878, or to reach his West Virginia office, call 304-712-2089. You should also check out his website, frankwalkerlaw.com, to see how he can help you in your time of need. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. Now, Tony, something that we were talking about, thinking that uh, this is uh, the night of Christmas. Um, Happy holiday to all of Steeler Nation. We're so glad that uh, we could celebrate together, and um, we quite frankly did not think that uh, we were going to have a busy show, but right now we have four callers on hold looking to celebrate and spend their Christmas with us or their holiday season with us, and we are blessed to have them, and we're going to go first to one of our Hall of Fame callers, and Merry Christmas, my friend, from the Steeler Final Score. What's going on? Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Hope you guys had a nice uh, Christmas day and a nice victory. A lot of positives out of today's game. Uh, if there was only one negative, I would point out it would be uh, stopping the run. Even though the Texans were, were able to run that ball, Pittsburgh did a really good job of minimizing big plays. I think they only gave up one at the end, which was the uh, touchdown that he miraculously made. But he really didn't throw the ball much, but they were running it a lot. And I think possibly you guys would probably agree with me. Uh, the, the missing link there would be Shazier, who usually clogs that up. But anyway, hopefully we could clean that up moving forward when we get to the playoffs. But uh, kudos to the offensive line for doing such a great job in protecting Ben and, and you know, giving him time to make those critical plays when he had to, especially when they went to no huddle. And um, I don't know. I, I, think, I think they were angry because of last week. I think we, we – we got a game taken away from us last week with that call that was very controversial. And uh, who knows? Who knows if maybe they uh, get one more play and they don't make it and they kick the field goal, goes into overtime. Who knows what happens? But we can't look backwards. we got to move forward. And the other thing, what are your thoughts on uh, them cutting James Harrison the way they did? You know what? I, I'm going to take that first. I'm – not completely sure what all that was about. When I first read it, um, my first inclination was to say, well, how can they do that to James right now, the way they're doing it? Um, Then I'm reminded that it is a business. And then I'm thinking, wait a second, is this a temporary deal? Is this uh, a chance to, uh, with the fact that they need to have uh, more um, guys on the practice squad as far as receivers, as they brought Justin Thomas back, um, the Georgia Tech former quarterback, uh, they brought him back to the practice squad. And um, I thought that maybe this is a temporary deal and we see him back in Pittsburgh on Tuesday. That could be a possibility. Um, so I thought maybe that was just a personnel decision for now. Um, or maybe it was the end of an era. And if it is, why are they doing it right now? Um, so I'm not completely sure what that was all about. Um, my nephew asked me that today, and I was like, you know, I mean, I'm hoping it's temporary. I'd like to see uh, James finish his career with a chance to uh, 
go to the Super Bowl, and uh, we could very well see him back. But with the fact that they weren't using him a whole heck of a lot this year, maybe it was just uh, time to make that move. I know they know more than I do. But, Tony, what or what's your gut feeling on this whole thing? I'm wondering if, if, if he asked to be cut, which really wouldn't make any sense either because what are the chances of him, him – you know, being picked up by somebody else over the last two weeks. I mean, I know there were rumors about New England. It's always New England. Every time there's a player cut, people always say that the Patriots are going to pick him up and pick his brain, blah, blah, blah. But even then, you know, he probably wouldn't play that much for them. And, and you, know, you heard about Baltimore. So the only thing I could think of is he asked to be traded or uh, cut because he was voicing a bit of displeasure throughout the year about not, uh, re-signing here if he, if he knew he wouldn't play. So that's that's my only thought. And, and then, like you said, it could be like the, the old Charlie Batch move where they where they would cut Charlie Batch and then, you know, for a day or two with the understanding that they'd bring him back. You know, that's the only thing I can think of is, is they needed to make a, a move for a, just to get through this game, maybe, you know, on special teams or maybe an extra offensive lineman, something like that. That's, that's the only – because Moon Foster was down with the uh, concussion. That's the only thing I can think of. And this one is way out of the 500 level, but uh, hear me out on this one. Maybe it was all that and the fact to, uh, you know, give him a chance to stay home with his family on Christmas Day when they weren't going to use him. And uh, go ahead and maybe he asked for that, and maybe it was a personnel move that he knew he wasn't going to be used, and they know they want to keep him and bring him back, and maybe they just, you know, rolled the dice into that way. I mean, that sounds crazy. But you, you never know, because I remember last year when the schedule came out, he was the first one to be yelling about playing on Thanksgiving, yeah. on Christmas, yep. and on New Year's Day last year. So, I mean, maybe maybe that's a part of it. But, I mean, we we might even find out this week. They might be bringing somebody else in, um, or they might be bringing him back. But with Marcus Gilbert coming back, that's another reason, too. Um, they had to make room for Marcus coming back off of that uh, suspension veto. Hmm. Sounds like uh, sounds sounds interesting. Who knows? Maybe we'll see. Uh, like you said, we'll find out tomorrow. Soon enough, right? Yeah, we will. I mean, it's going to be another eventful week um, leading up to uh, you know Patriots and Jets and Steelers and Browns. And um, I don't care uh, who plays in the, that game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I we need a healthy team in two weeks. Yeah. And it's so nice to see that they have have that bye. And uh, I don't, I don't, and, I don't see the Jets. I don't see the Jets beating New England with the backup quarterback. I think that's too tall of an order to ask for, unless New England rests some players on their end, which I doubt they're going to do. But you know, how hard do you play for the Steelers right now, knowing that you know there's really not much to gain here because you know they could monitor the game the first half and see what happens, and then you know dictate it from there. And you know more about the Jets than we do, uh, being in New Jersey. So um, I yeah. would. Uh, I would probably uh I would probably think the same thing but uh yeah who knows what they're going to do who knows what personnel they're going to have out on the field as well um so that might be something that they uh go and try to beat the Jets with Brian Hoyer at quarterback um that's a possibility as well so uh we will see but thank you for spending your Christmas evening with us tonight Vito and uh blessings to thank your you, family gentlemen. And yeah. we will talk to you. Um, we'll probably have an earlier edition on New Year's Eve next week after the game. Um, we're probably talking about going uh, a little earlier 
um, maybe uh, right after the game. But uh, we will uh, we will post that on the uh, behind the Silk Curtain website uh, coming up this week. So thanks so much, and uh, have a great week, my friend. Thank you, gentlemen. It was a pleasure. Nice season so far. <laughs> you got it, and and so much more to come, Vita. We'll see you, buddy. Yes, sir. Happy holidays, man. Thank you. All right, Vito from New Jersey, one of the very best. I'm so glad to hear from him. And we will go ahead and uh, keep him on hold so he can listen to the rest of the show. And we are going to go to another favorite caller of ours with the 832 area code. We all know who this is. Merry Christmas, my friend. Welcome to the final show. Are you happy tonight? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. We get a bye, and the Cowboys are eliminated from playoffs. I love it. <laughs> I love it. 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 Man, it was a... Melvin from you know Dallas. What? What's going on, my man? Nothing much, man. I bring you greetings and Yuletide greetings from Gatlinburg, Tennessee, with my family. We sitting up here in the log cabin, all my brothers and sisters, my mom, my fiance, my Stepfather, we having a great ball up here. And I said, uh, when the game went off, uh, my girl looked at me. She said, you getting ready to call the show, aren't you? I said, yep, I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> hey, so you're, you're uh, the, that's your other family. This is a this has become a BTSC family. We've got uh, we've got Uncle Melvin, Uncle Vito, cousin Bryce, uh, brother Ken. You know, we we've got uh, you know cousin Caleb. We've got all these guys calling in. Oh yeah, man. It's it's been it's been a blast, man. I um it was funny watching the game and uh me and my girl watching the game and I was like, you know what? It is so refreshing to actually watch a Steelers game and it actually be considering what we've been through this week over the past weeks boring. I mean, there was really no there was really nothing real big. Your heart never really did start pounding for anything. So I just sat back and had a drink or two and watched the game. And I was like, so I'm teaching her formations of, yeah, this is the fullback. He's going to pull. That's a swim move. So, uh, so I mean, it was, it was just great to be able to relax and watch a game and not be pacing the floor, walking around like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So that was great. Um, I really am impressed with, um, with Mike Hilton I mean, you talk about doing the best you can with an opportunity that was given to you in preseason. Uh, he's come along. He's come. He's come along well. It was good to see the uh, see the receiving core uh, get in the game. You know, Martavius is still uh, hanging in there, steady. Juju. I mean, that's no explanation needed on that kid. Um, I just love the way Vance McDonald is. If he could just stay freaking healthy. If he he's can Jason Witten, oh my healthy. god, oh my god, that guy looks right like there! I'm like, he looks close to I, like uh, he's close to really breaking out. Oh my god, it just stay healthy. I know he took out that sound man on the on the sideline. I felt sorry for that guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh my god, he bowled right over him. Uh, I, it was good to see Joe Hayden. Um, that miraculous catch that uh, Hopkins made. I mean, he's right there. Hopkins pulls his jersey, pulls him down. I mean, and the one and the other catch, Hayden was he was in position. He just couldn't find the ball when he undercut the route, and the ball was over over his head. And Hopkins went up. So, and when uh, on that long run from Blue 
to see him haul, you know, see him turn tail and just take off running full full speed. So that's good to see uh, with Joe. Um, but yeah, our run defense. I mean, we gotta we gotta quit getting gashed, uh, and that that was basically the worst thing. And I hope you talking about resting folks. It would be nice to see, you know, if you're gonna start, if you're gonna start, uh, you know, your regular starters, you know, let them play maybe a quarter. You know, I wouldn't mind, and I'm gonna be honest, I would not mind seeing Josh Dobbs get a hat. Give Josh Dobbs a hat. Let Landry play the middle part of the game, and let and let Josh Dobbs finish it. You, when you, because we very rarely have these opportunities where we can get some like our third string quarterback to get some. Get some reps, you know, so get some game reps. So I would love to see that. But uh, it's great to have that second round, uh, have that first round by. A.B. will get get better. And uh, we'll see if it'll be, you know, Jacksonville, K.C. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, man. And I, But I'm enjoying the season so far. And you haven't said it yet, but I'm still you, – you mentioned that D word. You mentioned that D word, and now you know it's starting to look. We'll see. We'll see. Come playoff time, what happens, man? And uh, you guys have a very merry Christmas for the rest of the day. And I'll probably talk to you guys on New Year's Eve, and I wish you a happy New Year then. All right. Um, I I gotta say, so you didn't say your line either, so I'm gonna ask you. You smiling, Melvin? <laughs> you don't even have to answer that. <laughs> it's kind of hard to frown when you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Merry Christmas, and we will. Uh, I can't wait for that uh, New Year's wish next week. Uh, blessings to your family in uh, in Gatlinburg. Uh, you know, go to Dollywood for me. I've always wanted to go. My wife wants to go. Have you ever been to Dollywood? Oh, it's too cold to go to Dollywood, man. It's 25 degrees here. <laughs> oh, come on. Same here. <laughs> no, man. We, no, man. We, we, you go to Dollywood in the summer. In the wintertime, you just sit in the cabin and eat and drink and smoke cigars and tell lies and watch football. <laughs> I, I need to come to a Melvin family Christmas one of these years. That sounds great. That sounds fun. All right. Yeah, man. We got we got plenty of food, brother. Plenty of food. You know you want to <laughs> I'm sure. Anybody. I know you do. All right. Merry anybody, Christmas, anybody buddy. Welcome. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right. <laughs> take care. Another Hall of Famer there, Melvin. Uh, puts a smile on my face every week, Tony. Uh, yeah, he's, he's such a, a positive guy. You, you'd like to see that somebody who, who he doesn't really have much much uh, negative things to say about the team, which, I mean, how could anybody this year, 12-3? and three? Yeah, I just I just love Melvin. I hope he keeps calling every week. I hope he calls all the way through to early February, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear from Melvin for a while, uh, as well as all of these guys. Let me ask you a question. Melvin brought something up about uh, Joe Hayden looking pretty good, which yeah, I, I agree with. Um, I thought uh, I thought Artie Burns looked pretty good again. I uh, I think Artie's looking better. Haven't heard much about. Uh, didn't notice uh, number thirty-four. Didn't notice uh, Cam Sutton all this week. But uh, here's the thing. Not very good quarterback play on the Texans' side. I mean, they are beaten up. They're broken. Um, so what kind of test was that really? I know we said the uh, run defense was not that great. Um, Hopkins made a, a miracle catch, which, uh, but uh, that really was a no fault to the secondary really on that. 
Um, so what do you think? Were, uh, was that a much better performance from the Steeler defense, or did they play a, just too bad of a Texan team on offense? Well, as you said, it's hard, it's hard to say because of the, the quarterback play, but but it did look like the first half of the season with Hayden back in there, you know, they they were both on their guys like, uh, you know, like Lou. And, and, you know, Hopkins very well might be the most physically gifted receiver in the end. I can't believe how good that guy is. And uh, and and on on the uh, the interception, he was going for him. Artie Burns made made the pick, and then and then on the uh, the touchdown, I mean, he couldn't have had better coverage in the end zone, and, and he just made a great play. So that's going to happen sometimes. So I, I I'm I was very encouraged. And as far as uh, you mentioned something about Cam Sutton, Ed Bouchette was he. I don't know if you if you follow him on Twitter, but he he tweeted out that Sutton was getting a lot of the uh, first team reps in favor of. Artie Burns this week in practice, which I thought was kind of... I was aware of that, but uh, I didn't see him at all during the game. Yeah, yeah. I I think Artie Burns is playing better and better. I think he's he's really picking up his game in the last few weeks. I I agree wholeheartedly with that. So uh, let's go to a commercial. Let's uh, hear a word from Frank Walker Law, and let's go take more calls right after this. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face. License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. Now, Tony, you know I'm a Western Pennsylvania guy um, as well, even though I live in Maryland right now. So I'm really excited, uh, being born and raised in Johnstown, PA, to uh, go ahead and uh, talk to this next caller. I have no idea who it is, um, but it's an 814, my old area code. And uh, so I'm excited to welcome an 814 to the show. Welcome to the Steelers' final score. Who's this and where are you from? Hey, this is uh, Jake. I used to call in the show out right after the uh, game when you had it. Um, I'm now in, from Hawaii, but now in California. So I want to say okay. hello to you guys. Merry Christmas. Sounds great, Jake. So the 814 number, where's that? Uh... I, I grew up around uh, State College. Okay. So I'm a Johnstown kid, and I still go to State College for work, so good to hear from you. What's, got, what's shaking in Hawaii right now? Well, you know, we're we're well, we're now in California. Hawaii's beautiful as well. California's okay, that's right. You're in California. We're, we're now. Yeah, we're a little better than your 25 degrees. We're in the 50s. So that's a little nicer. <laughs> but um, we're part of California. Keep the same same theme. Everything you know, everything uh, it's been going good. You know, the the, the Steelers look good. Um, on your fact, you know, a couple a uh, couple hours or well, a couple minutes ago when you talked about. Um, you know, who else had three sacks with a DB? They actually talked about it on the uh, TV later in the coverage. Carnell Lake and Troy were the only other DBs with three sacks that were Steelers. Okay, um, so that's uh, – so with Steelers, three in one game. Three in one game, yep. Troy and Carnell wow. were the only other two. Did they mention – so that's just uh, – so he ties a Steeler record there, but uh, – any clue what the did they talk about what the NFL record was? No, they did not. Just the Steeler record. Yeah, just the Steeler record. Okay, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you because I uh, 
did not have a chance to look that up with all of the uh, holiday excitement at uh, at my house. Um, and I didn't hear that either because we had a lot of people down here watching the game. I I wasn't uh, I wasn't stuck in the man cave with uh, with my iPad taking notes as well as I, I usually do. But uh, yeah, that's it's, what it's, it's one of those late ones. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, really good. So what's on your mind? Uh, I did want to ask. So now that we do have the first round by wrapped up, um, and you and you kind of look a little bit ahead. You know, who do you who do you fear the most going in the first round by for the divisional round? Do you worry about us hosting the Ravens again, or looking at the Jags one more time? Well, here's here's my hope. Um, my hope is. Uh, that a Ravens team could somehow slip to number six and go ahead and play Jacksonville. Um, I really think that they could take out Jacksonville. Right now the Steelers uh, or and take out Jacksonville and go ahead and play New England. Um, there's uh, This is a wild possibility, but uh, a part of my gut's thinking you might even see the Ravens in the championship game um, because they have the ability to take guys out. And I, I would not, I would not have a problem with, uh, with, not having to see Gronk again, um, because I always think there's a twelfth man in stripes when you play the Patriots, um, and I know that's sour grapes on my side of the ball, but I, I just, uh, I just feel like watching that game yesterday, the Patriots and the Bills, um, they overturned another call that was a sure mm. touchdown. Um, yeah. Benjamin in the in the end zone, and I just don't know what's going on with that. Why the Patriots are getting these calls, um, but they're also a very good team as well. But I have this weird feeling that uh, that you don't see the Patriots again, um, and you still have a chance to go to the Super Bowl without seeing the Patriots. Um, so the team I fear the most right now, it's not the Saints. Excuse me, well, it wouldn't be the Saints. I'm sorry, it's not the Titans. And it is not the Chiefs. Um, the Titans right now are still on the outside looking in. They're at the number seven seed right, right now, or are they still at the six seed? Um, the Titans still are at the six seed. The number five five seed would be uh, would go Maybe. ahead and and be uh, Baltimore. Um, so the Chiefs right now, even though they have a good running game, they just don't match up well with Pittsburgh. Um, the Steelers. Uh, know how to lose to the Ravens, but they also know how to beat the Ravens even more. Um, so that doesn't bother me as much. So right now in the first round, in the second round, I'd probably not want to see Jacksonville. Um, yeah. Just for the fact that uh, that running game is really good. And uh, without Chazier, the Steelers aren't stopping it. Tony, who who's the team that you fear the most out of those uh, four first-round teams? Oh, that's easy. It's it's Baltimore. It's always Baltimore with me. That's the last team I want to see come in here for the divisional round, simply because of the history and, and how they they know how to play Pittsburgh. Harbaugh just knows how to play the Steelers, and 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 they're good situationally, and and you know, they're good with on special teams. They, they they just have a way of, of of making plays to keep games close. And 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 obviously every team has that ability if they make it to the divisional round. But it just like the familiarity with Baltimore is just. That's just the team that I, I would love. I, I agree with you about the championship game. I'd love for Baltimore to make it to that game and come to Heinz Field. I'd take, I'd sign my name and blood for that right now. But, but yeah, of the of the possible first round matchup or you know second round matchups, division around, uh, definitely Baltimore. Jacksonville would be second, but I, to me, I always go with the quarterback in the playoffs, and I think 
I'll take Big Ben over Blake uh, Bortles any day. And, and as you said, Kansas City's a, a, a really great matchup for them. And I wouldn't fear Tennessee or, or Buffalo or whoever else ha- would have a chance to, to come here in that divisional round. So for me, it's, it's definitely Baltimore. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Very good. I, I appreciate the input. And, uh, yeah, and, and Jacksonville still kind of scares me just because it's always like that, hey, we should beat them. And, you know, if we don't, like, it's, it's kind of that stigma. But um, I, I agree, Baltimore, you know, they, they we always kind of have a game plan against each other, and it's always going to be a tough, uh, tough win or loss. So um, I appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Jake, Malik, Leaky, Maka. And uh, and I don't know what they say in California, Um, even though I'm a big California fan, uh, surf's up. All right, buddy, Merry Christmas. Thank you. All right, good to hear Jake uh, and uh, CN814 number come on in as well. So let me ask you a question, uh, Tony. Um, Let's go back to the Ravens, and I agree with everything you said about Baltimore. Um, I'm still worried about Jacksonville, but you're right with the fact that they they do play teams better the second time around, I don't think they're expected to just go in and destroy a Jacksonville team like they were expected to destroy them in week five. Um, they definitely, they're definitely on the radar because they beat you and, uh, and ran, ran on you so well. Um, so at that point, let's talk more about Baltimore though. Who can Baltimore upset? in the first round. And, uh, and I'm not talking about the chiefs. Um, I'm hoping they don't go and play the chiefs. I'd rather, uh, um, rather go ahead and see the chiefs again. So um, yeah, not, not even in the first round. I mean, in the whole playoffs, 
who do they have a better chance against, um, Jacksonville, or does Baltimore have a better chance against New England? Well, I think they have a better chance against against uh, Jacksonville simply because I know they beat them up in, in was it week three or week two in, in London. Oh, week they really three. Oh, they destroyed them in London. Yeah, but but the, the way Boros is playing uh, playing right now, I'm not exactly sure if if, if he he's hitting on all cylinders going into the playoffs. I think when it comes to when it comes to the playoffs, like I said a little a little while ago, it's all about the quarterbacks, and, and I think it just it's just it would just be prime Baltimore to to go into Jacksonville and, and a team that has been in the playoffs in a long time. It's won its first division title or at least its first AFC South title, and 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 beat them and beat them, you know, like twenty seven to fourteen in in a wild card round, and, and then go to New England or, or something like that. So it, it, I think they definitely, if I had to, if I had to pick right now, I would pick Baltimore over, over Jacksonville. But I, I don't think okay. it's going to come down to that anyway. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be Tennessee that plays in, in, in Jacksonville. So who would you rather um, at this point? Um, who would you most likely want to see the Patriots play in the? Uh, in the second round of the playoffs, um, assuming oh. that they're going to be the number one seed. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, I, absolutely, I would definitely like to see them play uh, Baltimore because I think Baltimore Baltimore knows they know they know how to win in in New England because they've done it in the past. They, they've done it twice in the in the playoffs, and it should have been a third time if it wasn't for the uh, the missed field goal and the drop touchdown pass in 2011. So I mean, they def- I think they're definitely comfortable with playing in New England. They, they almost beat them there a few years ago. Uh, the year that the um, the Patriots played Seattle in the Super Bowl, they, they by rights they had a twenty eight to fourteen lead in, in the second half, and they they let it get away. So yeah, I think I think uh, I would love to see Baltimore, you know, somehow fall to the number six seed, beat Jacksonville, and then and then uh, go into New England for the divisional round. That that'd be my dream scenario with uh, Pittsburgh taking on the winner of. Kansas City and whoever they play, which will be Tennessee or San Diego or somebody like that. Well, the way it looks right now, I, I agree with you on that scenario, by the way. The way it looks right now is that uh, there's going to be no chance for uh, Jacksonville and New England to play in the second round of the playoffs because, you know, those seeds are set. Um, oh, no, number yeah. Number one yeah, and number two impossible. are not set because it could flip-flop. Um, but assuming it it stays the way it is right now. It is going to be New England number one, Pittsburgh number two, um, and Jacksonville number three. Because Jacksonville has that number three seed wrapped up. Um, it looks yeah. like with because um, unless yeah, I don't think that I the Chiefs. Uh, I'm not sure how it would would match up um, if the Chiefs could get that number three seed, but I pretty much doubt it. Um, I would have to look into that a little bit better. Um, I think Baltimore is going to be the number five. Um, anything could happen with that number six right now. Um, right now it looks like it's going to be Tennessee. I don't really think Tennessee is going to beat much of anybody going in going into the playoffs. Um, Anxious to see what happens next week as Tennessee's playing for their playoff life against Jacksonville, and they could turn around and play each other again the very next week. Um, so, with that being said, 
the we're talking about all these scenarios who we want Pittsburgh to play, who we want to beat New England so Pittsburgh doesn't have to play them. The bottom line of the whole thing is Pittsburgh has to beat somebody in the playoffs, and uh, yeah. and most likely have to go to New England to do it. And I'm fine with it being in their own hands. Let let's just take whoever. Uh, Fate throws at us, and uh, hope the Steelers can go ahead and take care of business there. Let's uh, let's keep this going. Um, let's go ahead and go to the phones right now. We're going to go back and go to uh, five six one two yeah. two two. You are on the Steelers final score. Hey, good evening, guys. It's uh, David again from West Palm. Um, David Merry from West Christmas. Palm, welcome hey. back. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amen. Okay, oh, we're we're getting having... weather reports from everywhere. What's going on in West Palm? Oh man, uh let me let me tell you, it is snowing like crazy over here. Um no, um it's beautiful sunny weather. I mean it barely feels like Christmas, but uh, uh I mean you couldn't ask for anything better than a Steeler win on Christmas Day. Um oh, yeah, that, that man, warms uh, up the that warms up the forecast in a hurry, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah I'm telling you, yeah, of course, yeah. Um I, I, I gotta tell you guys, I mean uh, this this game today, uh, I'm sure uh, everybody can agree. Uh, it was definitely a lighter game, enjoyable to watch, just to see the Steelers steamrolling and and gain that you know extra boost and confidence rolling into the playoffs. Well, um, uh, after Week 17, of course. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I remember last week and a couple um, shows before last week, you guys keep mentioning uh, and referring to uh, Rocky and how the Steelers. 2017 season is um, uh, movie references, but I got to say, um, to me, uh, if Remember the Titans uh, could have a sequel, uh, 2017 Steelers season would be the sequel because <laughs> there are just so many ups, so many downs, so many lows, but in the end, um, you know, we'll, we'll be standing on top. Um, now, I, I I had a, I have a question I want to ask you guys because um I, I someone mentioned about Harrison the James Harrison situation. My question is um, if he were to you know uh, well if the Pittsburgh were to part ways once and for all with James Harrison, who would you guys rather not see him on the lease? Because I I, I saw yesterday that New England. Baltimore and Kansas City were showing interest in James Harrison. Who would you guys like to see him on the lease out of all those? I'm sure we all know, but what would be the biggest stab in the back, you would say? New England. Um, New England, uh, far and wide. You know, actually, he was was a Raven before he ever was a Steeler um, on practice squad and uh, in camp with them. Um, Ravens cut him actually twice. Um, you know, I just don't want to want to see him with the Patriots and give the the Patriots uh, anything even more. Um, I don't really believe in the whole spying thing, um, but I mean, there's probably some credence to that. I just I just don't want to see him in that uh, red, white, blue, and silver. I I just don't. I think I would rather see him. I would respect seeing him more as a Raven than I would as a Patriot, and I know that's uh, that makes when I say anything about having respect for the Ravens, my family looks at me like I'm crazy because I've never talked like that before. But I've been talking about that a whole lot more lately. Um, I just don't want to ever see him in New England. Tony, what do you think? 
Oh, absolutely, the Patriots, because they have, of the teams mentioned, they have the best chance of winning the Super Bowl. And, I mean, how would that look? Him him basically riding off into the sunset, although he said he wants to play again. But him uh, leaving here in week 15, week 16, being released and then going there and winning a Super Bowl, I mean, it would just, it would just, it just would not set well with me at all, at all. A- absolutely not. So, yeah, definitely New England. Right. So what do you think, David? Does that answer well, uh, your question? It does. Yeah, it does. Uh, I mean, you guys definitely have covered all the topics that um, I wanted to uh, ask before coming on the show. I'm just here to basically celebrate the Steelers win and show support. I'm happy to be on the show, and uh, thank you guys for having me. Thank you, David. Thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays, and we appreciate you. Merry Christmas. All right, David from West Palm calling in. Tony, what do you think? Uh, well, I, I'm kind of scared now about the whole James Harrison going to somebody <laughs> else thing. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, uh, now that you mentioned spying and, and, and picking – oh, I mentioned that, picking picking his brain. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I I'm not sure – the Steelers aren't stupid. I mean, if they thought he had a lot left in the tank, I think they would have used him more over the first 15 games, and they really didn't. I mean, there were, there were rumors at the beginning of the year that he was being saved till week six, seven, and he would get the bulk of the playing time like last year, which is kind of what happened last year. But that was – I think last year was more like a result of Jarvis Jones just not having it. And T.J. Watt, he, he – Appears to be the real deal, and they're using him and Dupree more as, as, in, in pass coverage. So, and, and James Harrison, for as good as he is rushing the passer and setting the edge, he's not a he. He just doesn't have the wheels to to, to be in pass coverage. So, I, I don't. I just don't think he fits in with what they want to do with their outside linebackers right now. So, I'm not sure if it, how big of a loss it is for them, but it still wouldn't be. It just it just still wouldn't feel good to see him sign with somebody else and, and ride off into the sunset with a Lombardi. It just, it just wouldn't feel good. Let me ask you this. My uh, crazy scenario that uh, thinking that uh, there's a possibility that it comes out, that's a complete pipe dream. It comes back. That's a complete pipe dream, isn't it? About about him wanting to spend uh, the, the no. weekend yeah, with well, family? Just, yeah, well, not just that, but just the fact that this might be a temporary roster move and bringing him back. I mean, well, the there's definitely precedent closed. for that. Well, I mean, there's definitely uh, some precedent with, uh, with like I mentioned, Charlie Batch. They used to do that with him all the time. And they, they've done it with other players. They would cut them and bring them back. But, you know, somebody like him, you can't just release him and, and put him on the practice squad because he, he, he's, he's tenured. You know, he's a yeah. how many year vet. So I don't know. You know, of all the people that they could have uh, gotten rid of, they, they – picked him so I, I guess they, they deem other people on their roster like Anthony Ciccolo and, and people like that as more valuable at this point so they, they you know they just if he doesn't come back he doesn't I mean, but it's not, it's not the first time that they, I mean they released him a few years ago after a salary dispute he almost retired so I mean anything gotten from James Harrison since week three of 2014 when, when he came back or week four whenever it was is been gravy anyway I mean, his legacy was already set, so it's just it's just uh, unfortunate that it had to end. If it does end this late in in in, in the 2017 season, but 
like I said, his his legacy is set, and 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 I don't think there's ever gonna there's never gonna be any true hard feelings with the guy. He, he's just he's always gonna be a stealer. He, he's just there as Jack Lambert, like I like I've been saying. He's just he's always gonna be beloved. Yeah, uh, that's one hundred percent. So uh, thank you for the, your thoughts on that. I just I just love number ninety two. I've uh, had a couple chances to meet him, and uh, I just he was a guy that I just enjoy talking to. A few times, just an insightful guy. Um, you know what you see is what you get with James, and uh, he's going to tell you the truth, and you know that it's the truth when he's speaking. And uh, I, I just, I always loved having a Steeler team with number ninety-two on it, and it being that guy. Um, so, with that being said, let's go back to the phones, and uh, I believe this is going to be our final caller of the night. Here's another regular. And we're glad to uh, hear from you. Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas. How you guys doing? Kevin, what's going on, hey, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just enjoyed a, a good, calm game. I think we all, you know, appreciate not sweating and, you know, mild heart attack and, and, and all of those things and, being me being emotionally detached for the whole week and I couldn't <laughs> wait for this game to get here. I was just like, you know, I, I work in sales and, you know, come across customers and they, Oh, you, you see that catch. And I'm like, and they don't know I'm a Steelers fan. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm about to blow the sale right now because you, you just brought that up, but, you know, so, <laughs> it's pretty good. You know, <laughs> It's funny how, how how you know how life interrupts and and, and everything with, with sports, but or vice versa. Anyway, um, no, it's, it's a good game. I think a couple things were were really evident. Number one, so we started out the season with Joe Hayden, and we we wanted to see how good of a secondary we had and how good our defense was, and we got to see him without we were without him for about five weeks. I thought you notice immediately just how active he is and just how well-positioned he is on every play. So even when he, on the uh, the run by Alpha Blue, when he kicked it out, it was more of a, a better positioning of the of the wide receiver blocking rather than um, Hayden just being totally out of position. You know, so just from even his, when he's, um, when he's defending a, a pass, he's just in the right position. So, the wide receiver doesn't have much space to make the catch, so it's a little bit overthrown or just off his fingertips because he's in the right position. And I think I'm just like, wow, just the level of, like, professionalism and technique is what he brings to the table. And I was glad to see that he does have his wheels and he is um, pretty much, you know, fully healed. So that was something that I noticed. I think that's going to be big for us moving, moving forward into the playoffs. And uh, the second thing is just this week, I, I got to tip my hat to, you know, to the guys. Um, they took a business approach. And I think everything that we've been through this year, you know, with all the controversy and all the stuff, and Mike Tomlin not trying to, you know, hide from it, but just facing it. Like, listen, you got to face that beast, talk about it, get it out there in the open. We acknowledge that this was a tough week. And we still have business to take care of, and I'm glad to see that they took care of that business. So um, it was a, you know, the mediocre quarterback. I think, I think he's, I'd say he's below mediocre because um, he came off, you know, a couple weeks ago uh, back onto the team. But early in the season, you know, who knows? This guy might have thrown for, you know, 250 yards and two touchdowns 
um, against us. So now I think the team is playing better and they're more equipped and, and Roethlisberger is not forcing things. So um, I think we're just a better team at the end of the season than we are at the beginning of the season. So, um, you know, I, I do want to talk about the whole playoff scenario too afterwards. But, yeah, so that, that's, that's my initial take from this game so far. Well, you know what, I, uh, I'm really thinking, um, when you were making those comments, I was thinking about how indispensable Joe Hayden is to this 2017 team. And when you think about indispensable Steelers, um, you think of number one being uh, Ben Roethlisberger and uh, let's say 1A being Le'Veon Le- Le- Bell. Um, at this point, those those two are the most indispensable um, I was thinking it was Antonio Brown, um, who I would actually put up there too, but um, and he's bailed them out so many times this season. But Joe Hayden is so crucial to this team, and we're seeing that a, uh, even though we desperately need to get uh, Antonio Brown back, um, the, you're seeing uh, these young guys are able to th- um, thrive on their own and um, go ahead and show what they can do. Um, so I'm very excited about that. But Joe Hayden is I – ju- I just wrote in my knee-jerk article tonight, Joe Hayden's the man. And I think that's uh, just mm-hmm. one sentence, one bullet point that I just put on. Um, he d- he changes everything. He makes Artie Burns a better player. He's going to make uh, Cameron Sutton a better player. I think he makes Mike Hilton – I think Mike Hilton's a very good player to begin with. I think he makes Mike Hilton even better. Um, so I think he fortifies them. So that's the one guy – that uh, when I'm when I'm finished with my family portion of my prayers and I'm I'm uh, going to the Steelers, um, he's he's on the top of the list. Uh, well, Shazier is on the on the top of the list of uh, with, that's doesn't even need to be said. But um, but Hayden is the one guy that you got to keep healthy, and I think he is uh, he's the difference between um, losing to a New England team and. Uh, and uh, beating them to go to the Super Bowl. So what's your what's your thoughts on the playoffs, Ken? So for the playoffs, I have a different perspective, man. Um, I, I try to think of it from our team, the Steelers, rather than the other team. So I want to see the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, number one is, you know, for their quarterback, but also they embarrassed us, and we're going to need to be focused that week uh, of – you know, it's going to be a few weeks of not playing, you know, meaningful spot-determining football, you know, uh, seed-determining football. So I think they're going to get up mentally and physically throughout the week of preparation for um, the Jaguars, even even though they'll do it for anyone. But really, the Jaguars, I want to see them. Um, I think that if you really look at the game, everyone just sees 30 to 9. But two, they had two picks touchdowns. So if you take those away, it's 16 to 9. And it was 16 to 9, I believe, in the third quarter. And then, oh yeah, by the way, when they were just trying to sell out for the run just to try to get the ball back at the end of the game, you know, they run for 90 yards, you know, and no one fills the run. So that that just, you know, boosted the score up even more. It wasn't that, like, they didn't kill us. It was two pick sixes and then that run. Other than that, we're talking about a one-score game. So and, and Ben was just forcing the ball, forcing the A B, forcing the A B. He's not doing that now. So I think it's gonna be a way different game and Blake Bortles is going to Blake Bortles. 
So I want to yeah. see them. You know, I don't know why, you know, for us, maybe for other teams, maybe they don't want to see Jacksonville. For us, the way that we are, and we only know our team, I want to see them. Um, the team I don't want to see, I don't want to see the Ravens. It's hard to beat a team three times. It's just it's just hard. Um, I don't want to see the Chiefs. You know, I, I'm not buying we have the Chiefs number. I'm not buying it. Um, we know how to play them well, but they're well-coached team, and I don't want to – it's hard to beat a team twice. So um, I'd like to see them first. Um, I would like the Chargers to kind of get in because they can actually take some teams down. So the Titans aren't doing anything. They're, just, they're going to get in and then get right out. So I don't want to see agree. them. I yeah. agree. So uh, that's, that's, that's where I'm at with the playoff race. You know, um, I think the most likely scenario right now is the Jacksonville Jaguars um, because – if you are, uh, if the Steelers are indeed the number two seed, and and I know there's hope, but uh, come on, we uh, we don't think the Jets are going to go ahead and 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 beat the Patriots. Um, it's possible, but it really isn't. Um, so there's no as a number two seed, you are definitely going to get the top remaining seed, and so you're not going to. Uh, does not look like you're going to get a wild card team at all. Um, you're in the first round. It would be very unlikely. The only way that you would get the Ravens at number five would be if both five and six won. And uh, that's actually a rare thing to do. Both the road teams um, go ahead and win. It just doesn't happen very often. And I think uh, I think the Ravens and excuse me, I think the uh, the Jaguars are going to roll over um, any team at uh, number six, um, unless it's the Ravens. But I, I think the Ravens are pretty close to locking in that uh, that fifth seed. So I think that's who you're going to see. Um, Tony, any thoughts on that? And what can yeah, you say? At this point, it, it definitely looks like it's going to be either I'm, I'm guessing Tennessee or San Diego is the number six seed because. Because the Ravens, I don't know. I I know their schedule is really easy, or it has been down a stretch. And it, and it, I forget who they play next week, Cincinnati or somebody. Yep. Cincinnati. And they're probably going to win. Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. So they're going to they're going to win that game, and they're going to be in their five seed. So you're looking at, you know, if Jacksonville has a number three seed sewn up, which we're not exactly sure yet, but if they do have it sewn up, they're probably not going to uh, go gangbusters next week, uh, and they're probably and Tennessee's probably going to get that number six seed, and you're right, uh, they're probably going to just be one and done. So it, it looks like it's going to be, at this point, the winner the winner of the uh, Chiefs-Ravens coming to Heinz Field. Oh, I'm sorry, no, no. Uh, it, would, it would have to be uh, it would have to be the, the Jaguars. I'm sorry, the Jaguars, because they're probably going to win their game. Yeah, so, but like, but like Ken said, people keep talking about the final score, but if we remember, that was the game where we were wondering why they didn't run Le'Veon Bell enough and, what, and how many chances did, did, did they have inside the 10 and they couldn't score. They had to come, walk away with field goals and then the two pick sixes in, in a matter of four passes. So it wasn't the, 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 the blowout that we, that we like to think it, it was. It, was, it, was, it, was, it came down a matter of uh, four plays early in the third quarter. Aloha, I'm Clifford from Yamanoa Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway Deli. Handcrafted sandwiches, 
fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders, add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese, all fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only $5.88 each with in-and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa Safeway, and we'll see you soon. When it rains, hit the lanes. Experience the best in weatherproof fun at Bolero. Bowl, play games, and treat your taste buds to Bolero's signature menu. Don't get wet, go bowling. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. You know exactly. what? You, you, guys, you both have me convinced now. I'm feeling so much better about playing Jacksonville at this point. So it's like, uh, like I just uh, laid on the couch of uh, – of Doctors Ken and Doctor Tony because uh you know, I'm feeling so much better on that therapy session. You guys have me hook, line and sinker, I'm in. Uh, let's let's get Blake Bortles to come to our house in cold weather. <laughs> and it revolves around it revolves around Ben because as long as Ben's playing this way, he's taking what the defense has given him and he's choosing his shot. As long as he does that and he's spreading the ball around, you know, like They'll, they'll be fine. Now, it'll be tough. They have a tough defense, but it'll be fine. Um, I, this is one last thing. As far as next week, um, I think this is a good test to see. Um, you saw what Deshaun Kaiser did the first week against the Steelers. Let's see now what he does against the Steelers' defense next week. I want to see them treat Deshaun Kaiser like um, they, they treated um, T.J. Yates today. And I want to see a performance like this where we're just sound – Stop the run this time. That was a little, you know, a little concerning. But um, it's playing sound defense and not really giving giving up big plays, and I, that, that's what I'd like to see. And please, let's Vance McDonald, man, if you could stay healthy for the play, just for the playoffs. Stay healthy for three, four games and what three games in the playoffs. That's all we need you for because that that guy is dynamic and Ben likes him. So. Yeah, and Ben, and that's the thing about uh, Vance. He did not get a chance to gel with Ben from the beginning. It, it just wasn't possible because he came in um, two days before the uh, final preseason game in that trade. So it, it uh, and he was beat up. If he could stay healthy, and I know I keep on, I'm beating the Jason Witten thing like a dead horse, but I think he's, he's a Jason Witten type player for that team. And he could block. He could catch the ball, and with Jesse on the other side, you have just got a potent offense, adding a healthy Vance McDonald. I love what he can do. I love watching this guy. Um, but the knock on him right now, every time you're going to hear Vance McDonald's name, you're going to hear butt. And uh, so we've got to worry about that health. But uh, Ben is playing lights out right now. Ben is a focused, focused quarterback, and I really like what we have having Ben Roethlisberger, I think uh, he knows that this is his window. Um, and he wants nothing more to win a championship. And and I'm 99.9% sure if he wins a championship that uh, he announces on the podium um, that he's going home. And I would, I would want nothing more. I think that would be a, a perfect storybook ending for him. Um, that's still a long way off, but I think that is his ultimate goal and I don't think anything's going to stop him right now. I just love everything he's saying. I love everything he's doing. And you know what? Keep feuding. When you feud with Todd Haley, you, we've seen, uh, we saw the nicest man in the world, Kurt Warner, 
who announced the game. Good job tonight, by the way, uh, announcing the game, Kurt Warner. Um, but we saw the nicest guy in the world feud with with Haley <laughs> back in that uh, Super Bowl year when the Steelers beat the uh, beat the Cardinals back in uh, 08. So um, you know what? Keep that going. Um, maybe that's that's good mojo because you know I I've used the uh, I've used a couple words. I've used the D word all year, and I've used uh, the double T, the uh, team turmoil phrase, and I uh, I think that's exactly. Um, going to carry them through the season. Last week was just a part of the script. Part of the script too. Um, I really feel that uh, they needed to have a just a blowout win like this, a business workmanlike game, um, where they go ahead and just do what they know they can do, and know that they can go in and control a game all in New England. Um, and they proved they could play with New England, and they pr- proved they can beat a struggling bad team handily. And we really needed to see that because we haven't. Um, I'm hoping that play down to the competition um, thing is over. Um, and uh, that might have uh, that might have put the nail in that coffin of that, uh, of that uh, whole excuse playing down to bad competition. So um, at this point, I'm really excited on what's going on with this team. You mentioned Deshaun Kaiser, Ken. I'm also excited for another matchup in that game. They've got two good receivers that they um, they did not see a whole heck of a lot of in week one. Uh, Corey Coleman got hurt, um, and Corey Coleman's a very good receiver. And Josh Available. Gordon's back. Got Coleman and Gordon, and I think that's going to be a nice test for that secondary next week to see what they can do against those guys. I'm glad it's in Heinz Field, um, and I'm just feeling good about uh, whatever happens, win or lose. Um, if you lose that game and you lose that game with Landry Jones, um, I'm fine with it. You never want to lose, but um, I think it's going to be a good test, and the bottom line is stay healthy, stay healthy, and doggone it, stay healthy. So, Ken, thanks Hi. so much. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you next week. We're probably going to do a much earlier show being New Year's Eve. I know, Tony, you're probably going out and partying like it's 1999. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm going to be going to go out and party, but but I, I, I definitely an early show sounds nice. <laughs> and one of these days I want to do a whole podcast on the social life of Tony DeFeo. I think that would be fun. <laughs> I think there's something you're not telling me out there. <laughs> well, I, I can't come in on that right now. <laughs> All right, Ken. Uh, Merry Christmas, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Um, hope you had a, a great day, and uh, let's keep the let's keep these conversations going until the middle of February, my friend. All right, guys. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Have a happy holiday. All right, buddy. You too, right, Ken. Thanks, buddy. Bye now. Love talking to Ken. That, that guy has some great insight. And uh, you guys, both of you, helped me feel better about the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, the the prospect of playing them again. Tony, let's wrap this up. What are your final thoughts? Well, uh, when you head into the, a regular season, you always envision what, what it might be. And, and, and at the very least, you want to see your team make the playoffs. Well, and at, at, at best, you want to see them get the number one seed. Well, it looks like they're going to get three of the four things that you want. They're going to get the playoffs, division title, and a bye. And there's still there's still hope for a number one seed, but 
I'm, I'm, I'd much rather see Landry Jones and uh, Stephen Ridley play next week and put Joe Hayden on the bench and bubble wrap and let him rest for a few more weeks and ha- have Cam Sutton uh, deal with uh, the Josh Gordons of the world. But overall, I, I've, I've really enjoyed this year uh, for an up-and-down season <laughs> to get 12 wins out of it and probably 13. I, I think you, as a Steelers fan, you can't ask for more than that. And I'm looking forward to next week and, and the playoffs. Yeah, that first round bye to me is so much more important than that number one seed. And look, we've seen the Steelers win the Super Bowl twice in the last uh, 11 years, and they were not the number one seed overall. They ended up um, they they won as a six seed um, with all those playoff games on the road. That was a different team of destiny back then um, in 2005. And then they were the number two seed back in back in 2008 um where they did they did not have to play a uh, first round game they did have a bye but uh the uh the number 1 seed got knocked off and uh they got knocked off um i believe new england was the number 1 seed in 2010 um, no, I'm I'm sorry. They were the number one seed in 2010. They did not win the Super Bowl, but they went to the Super Bowl that year against the Packers. The Jets knocked them off. And in 2008, um, maybe the Steelers were the number one seed. When, but for some reason, no, they were the number two I'm, seed. Uh, the, the, the Titans were number correct. one. That's that's correct. And the and the uh, the Ravens went and knocked them off. That's correct. So I was right. Um, so at that point. You don't have to be the number one seed to go all the way through and get to the Super Bowl. They have proved that um, three times since 2005. Um, so with that being said, let's just stay healthy. Um, and you got to beat – got to prove you can beat a good team on the road. And um, although I don't think it's entirely necessary if they miss New England, I'm fine with that. But I'm also fine with them going in and exercising those demons and beating the New England Patriots in Foxborough. I think that would be uh, that would be something that a team of destiny could do, um, especially after the way last week's game went. So I am thrilled that we're talking. And you mentioned up and down season. It's crazy to say up and down season and have a team have 12 wins already with one game to go. <laughs> That's yeah. just. I mean, but you're absolutely correct when you call it that. I just love what we have here. I love being a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I actually love celebrating Christmas with my favorite team and my family and my friends who were over at my house today watching the game. Um, it was just, it was just great. Um, so, with that being said, Merry Christmas, Steeler Nation, and let's start off with a Happy New Year next week on the Steeler Final Score. Four behind the steel curtain, and for Frank Walker Law, and for Tony DeFeo. Merry Christmas, my friend, and Happy New Same Year you, next man. week. And I, uh, I got to tell you how much I appreciate you. And with it being uh, Christmas, I don't say it enough, but uh, really glad to be doing this show all year with you. And I want this to continue for uh, for at least another uh, seven or eight weeks. Let's keep this going through um, to the middle of February, my friend. And uh, we could be talking Valentine's Day and celebrating a, uh, a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, Super Bowl win, and that's my goal for 2018. So this was the Steelers' final score. It was 34-6, to but it was so much more with that number two seed at least wrapped up 
which means a, a bye coming up. So that means uh, time to get some guys healthy and get them back and get ready to uh, play in another, uh, another three weeks uh, in the playoffs. So with that being said, for Tony, I'm Brian. Merry Christmas, my friends. We'll see you next week on The Final Score. When it rains, hit the lathes. Experience the best in weatherproof fun at Bolero. Bowl, play games, and treat your taste buds to Bolero's signature menu. Don't get wet, go bowling. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.